Welcome to another OUinsider.com podcast. I am on the horn with the Brandon Drum. Brandon, how you doing, man? Uh, it's good. Just sitting out here in the Sunshine State in Florida after a long day in Orlando. Uh, now down here in West Palm Beach, and we're going to be hitting up uh, several schools this week. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, Chaminade, American Heritage, uh, a couple of other schools, and we're going to go up to IMG, uh, Plant City, where one Mario Williams is at. IMG obviously has like four or five OU targets. And then um, Shamanon has a kid named Braylon Brown, who was one of the top wide receivers yesterday in Orlando. So we're going to hit up all this stuff, obviously, during the pod, but that's kind of where we're at. And was covering that Orlando Under Armour event uh, with Brian, our publisher, and then um, we're going to do a couple other things this week and obviously we covered yesterday there was a big visitor weekend so there's a lot to talk about right and uh, let's start with the biggest visitor that was on campus this weekend that would be Alabama commit or former Alabama commit Latrell McCutcheon who announced Uh that he was reopening his recruitment shortly after his visit to Norman and you know I think you had a line on the board that was read between the lines there on what his, you know, the eyes that were tweeted just moments before or after, like, I got to go check the timestamps on this, but it was fairly like, I want to say two minutes apart. That Yeah, he, they were quick. Yeah. So what's your read on that? Uh, read between the lines, people. Yeah, I think right. it's pretty evident uh, what, uh, what's going on here. Uh, Oklahoma felt really good. And we've talked about it on OUinsider.com the past couple of weeks. Latrell was just one of those guys, McCutcheon, four-star uh, out of Austin, four-star defensive back out of Austin LBJ High School, and his teammate Andrew Makuba is another, you know, main player in all of this. Took a visit, got an OU offer finally. Uh, he's a four-star as well. So Oklahoma had all this planned out. Like Latrell, you bring your buddy and your best friend up here. We're going to offer him, and we'll see where it goes because Lincoln Riley has really taken. Uh, I talked to a couple people behind the scenes, not just yesterday, but in the weeks leading up, and they were all like, "Look, Riley's taking this thing." He's he said, "I'm going to be in control of this recruitment with Coach Manning and Coach Grinch, and we're going to make sure we take this off." And I, I'm telling y'all, there are people behind the scenes that think this 2021 class has a chance to be downright special, and from all. You know, things that we're seeing day one after dead period ended, they may not be lying. I mean, OU feels very strongly about their chances to really, quote, quote, change the the whole, I guess, what was put to me. I'm trying to word it the way that they worded it to me. Change the whole perception of what OU is. And they think this 2021 class, I think the 2020 class was the beginning of it because it was a really solid defensive recruiting class. And they think this 2021 class can take it to the next level. So uh, they liked every the, the fruits of Grinch's labor last year is working for Oklahoma. That the LSU game was like a minor blip on the screen, and they're 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 actually, as you said, you were calling off the air marketing that way, uh, and it's working for them. And they're proving that these guys know what they're doing defensively and the, the kids are buying it. And I think this is the first time in a long time that's been the case at Oklahoma. I gotta, I, I, I gotta say, whenever you get to going on this, it feels like you're selling 
some like you're selling people's vision on what 2021 can be and i'm thinking mm-hmm. it's i mean it's the time for hope and whatnot and i get all of that but yeah. but also having riley go lead on mccutcheon is interesting for a number of reasons one some background here mccutcheon is a top 100 according to the 247 composite right. and, and top 10 cornerback but he hasn't played football in over a year Right and Correct. that and yeah, he was injured last year. Yeah. And he was also the first kid into Nick Saban's 2021 class last June. So really, you're losing your leader, if nothing else. And I know that people feel some kind of way about this because of Drew Sanders and Jason McClellan here of late. But wouldn't you want to know that McCutcheon is in before the spring game so that he could lead in the spring game, or yes. are you depending on Kojak and Ethan? and Cullen to do most of the work there? No, because I think, well, you say that, and you kind of, you did a really good job setting this Caleb Williams thing up, but <laughs> I don't know if you were leading that way or anything, but but uh, it, they may not be the only ones on board. I know I spoke to Caleb, and this is a five-star number one quarterback in the country, visiting Oklahoma, fifth through the seventh, and for you guys that aren't on OU Insider, I would get on OU Insider because there's a really good chance that myself will be landing in D.C. on the 8th uh, sometime in the evening or 9th early morning shortly after his visit and doing a face-to-face. I've already talked to Caleb Williams' father. Uh, we've started preliminary plans of me being out there. If it works out and I do get to go out there, that is the plan right now. So we could have some pretty good stuff coming on. Caleb Williams' visit, face-to-face stuff, and some stuff on Monkel Goodwin and a couple of other guys that I'm going to go see while I'm out there as well. So, but good, good segue there, RJ. Uh, that Caleb Williams could be another guy that could be in the fold. He says no, but you spend four days in Norman, and you know things tend. Are to you on the sticks right now? Do that. No. What's the clicking? What What's the clicking? Oh, that's my paper for the roster from yesterday. I was about to say, I, I deal with the kids being on the sticks, but I don't know that I dealt with you being on the sticks. No, 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 no. Okay. I, that's that's me pounding the uh, my roster yesterday from the Orlando okay. uh, Under Armour event. Uh, I have it in my hand he, just in case I need it. Got you. Uh, <laughs> no, get, piggybacking on yeah, what you said about Caleb Williams real quick, real quick. One of the things I find interesting about him is he's going to do this on his own time. As a matter of fact, yes. we, we had a – we had a recruiting analyst talk about flip watch and Williams, who doesn't say much of anything to anybody ever about anything. I mean, you're more likely to get something out of his dad than you are out of him. Says, oh yeah. One hundred percent. I'm not on flip anything. <laughs> I'm taking my time with this. So you, you mentioned, you know, being on campus for an extended stay at Oklahoma. He did this with LSU in November, right? And he hung out with Joe Burrow and texting right. with Joe Burrow and he didn't commit. The kid has a tremendous uh, amount of will on this, and also, I think that on the on the one hand, it's going to take a lot to win him. On the other hand, once you do, there's not going to be a Brock Vandegrift situation, or at least no, I don't think there's going to be. Yeah, once no, he decides he's what done. he's going to do, it's done. But it's <laughs> it still feels like it's very much LSU and Oklahoma, and uh, I would Oklahoma is definitely in the big lead here, uh, and and I would say that. One, because I've talked to Steve Wolfong, has talked about it publicly. I've talked to some people, including him, behind the scenes. And there is there is reason to believe. Oklahoma, I will say this. 
I talked to a source last night, and Oklahoma feels very strongly about this visit. That's all I. That's that's all, and I reported that on OU Insider. I mean, literally, feels very strongly about. Again, you're selling it. You're selling yeah, it. I, I, I'm not. I'm not selling it. I'm stating a fact. Like they factually, Oklahoma feels strong about. You don't think LSU felt they, strong about their visit? I mean, I'll put Joe Brady. I, I again, I talked to somebody out here that covers this area, the East Coast, and all that. While I was out here at the Under Armour thing and. The kids, I'll tell you this much. The kids out here, the wide receivers alone, you got Ajaya Hall, Mario Williams, Braylon Brown, all these guys uh, talked about Oklahoma. And I said, well, what, what about Oklahoma? I said, well, they have Spencer Rattler. And to a man, they're all like, and they're going to get Caleb Williams. It's it's almost like that it's all a foregone co- that all buy the kids know better they than anybody all, else. Yeah, they all they all they all seem to feel very strongly about him going to Oklahoma and I I don't normally say like and I, I'm with you on that when that when a coach comes out or or anybody publicly says like oh I feel strongly about or even even know, in the, sourcing the, the, right even in qu- qu- conversations right, we have uh, that are on the record well, <laughs> right well that's what I was about to say when a coach comes out and says well we feel strongly about how good our defense is going to be you know mm-hmm. something like that you kind of look and like yeah well you're supposed to and um but right. when people behind the scenes right. say that yeah when people behind the scenes say that i i buy it but i buy it with uh some regard when a kids come out and they're basically like man when mario williams looked at me yesterday and like they're joking around they're like yeah you're gonna come join me be a gator like there's a couple of gator commits up there and they're like mario williams he's like man no i'm not a gator and i said well what about OU? just kind of joking with them because i wanted to kind of get a feel about what was going on and they all looked at each other like, oh, yeah, oh, you, man, Spencer Rattler, and they're going to get Caleb Williams. Like, that was the words out of their mouth. And I was like, whoa. I was like, like they feel that. These kids feel like that's where he's going to go. Eh. And he talked about the LSU thing and about the Joe Brady. But Joe Brady was there. I, I would say that, and I was told this, if Joe Brady was there, he would already be committed to LSU. I don't the think problem so. Is, I don't think uh, so. Uh, I don't think so. I, no, I, there's a lot of people out here that believe that that covered him like closely. So no, but and... the, the the reason that I'm <laughs> I'm pushing back is I have reason to push back, right? Is is the the thinking was Brady was going to become the offensive coordinator, he was gonna do it, right? And then you had an, a series of events, right? One with the tragedy that happened to Coach Ensminger at the time. Then you got Brady signing his a memorandum agreement that he was not going to take another gig in college football. He was going to stay with LSU. And then you had Matt Rule get the job at Carolina and then Joe Brady join him. He was going to be an offensive coordinator in 2020. That's right. That's the sourcing. So if he's the offensive coordinator in 2020, sure, I'll buy that. But he, he wasn't. You know, so like, I don't... I don't it's hard. It, it, but, it's hard to, to prove. It's it's hard to prove what would have happened. But we know this about Kayla Williams. He hasn't said or done anything. Like, no, period. It's very true. He doesn't. He doesn't. I will say. Well, he has said something. And Brian and I talked to him shortly. It was we were in Orlando. Did you write about this? At the future fifty. Yes, we actually did. Okay. And where can uh, which post it was on? It was it was a while ago. This is this is back in January. Oh, okay. And yeah, this is this is a while back. This is like right after Vandergrift decommitted, 
and it became really apparent that Caleb Williams was the guy because he had already visited OU twice. Well, it's him or bust. The Texas Tech game. It's him or bust. Yeah, yeah. To an extent, well, yes. They, they there's some, a couple of players behind the scenes there. Well, they're going after in Texas, but I mean, I feel like this is a this is a Bryce Young Chandler Morris situation. Is what I'm saying. Right. Yes. 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 I, I would I would agree with that. Um, but so he he basically off the air. I go. Well, you remember that time when you and I were. Remember, I was talking to him on the phone. He said, well, OU is my dream school. That's why I visit there, even though Brock's there. And he, and he looked at me and he smiled and he, and he, and he, and he thought about what he was going to say to me. And he said, and he turned to me and Brian and he said, well, I said a lot of schools are my dream schools. And I was thinking, no, you haven't. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> and he hasn't, he has not publicly said a lot of people are dream schools. He has publicly told numerous people and that's why national people when OU became available they instantly went Caleb Williams because he said he's told everybody that Oklahoma was dream school and now he's backing off that because he doesn't want it to be so obvious that that's where he's kind of leaning towards and but when you talk to his dad I mean I spoke with his his dad in person at the uh the all-american combine in San Antonio and we had rode we rode on the same plane from Orlando to uh, San Antonio. I, I remember you telling the story. Talk. Yeah, and so we talked, and he, his dad, basically was like, "Yeah, we love Oklahoma. We love Riley." The the fact that Riley, even though he, Vandergriff was there, still stayed in communication, which apparently is a what, is a thing that he does regardless. It's apparently a thing right, that yeah. he just does. Like Bryce Young was even talking about at the All America Bowl. Yeah, he texted me just to make sure everything was okay. Sign with yeah, Alabama. He's still, he's still, he's still saying, "Hey, how yeah. you doing? What's going on?" <laughs> that, that, it, it pays off, though. No, it I mean, does. It, it does. Off. It does. That, his his genuine care for people is something that has landed Oklahoma several players, and it looks like is what put Oklahoma in the leader for Caleb Williams, and that to me is where it's just it's crazy. I mean, Riley is. It, it, I Actually, was talking. I want to. I want to. I want to pivot. Real okay, quick. Go, I want to pivot. Go for it. I want to talk about the defensive side of the ball just really quick because I know we're spending a lot okay. of time on Williams, but there, there are two things that Sooner fan will tell you. One is we don't care about the quarterback recruiting as much as we care about the de- defensive tackle recruiting. All right, We don't care about the wide receiver right. recruiting as much as we care about the cornerback recruiting. And it just kind of dawned on me, and I, and I apologize <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm late with this, but to me, say Adelaide mm-hmm. is to, to me – more important than a guy like Latrell McCutcheon, even as Latrell McCutcheon reopening his recruitment wounds Alabama, because to me, say handle. I mean, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of dominoes with this kid because Jack Sawyer's already committed to Ohio State. Do you realize mm-hmm. how good Ohio State gets if they get to me say on one side and Jack Sawyer on the other? Do you know yeah, how good, good Florida gets if they get to add? To me, say to their defensive line where they just sent mm-hmm. J- Jabari Zuniga Gerb. and and Jonathan Grinnard and Gervin. Yeah, and Gert man, yeah. my goodness, Gervin Dexter. Like, if but if he comes to Oklahoma, right? One, he's charismatic enough to lead you. Two, you get him on one side and you get Ethan Downs on the other, right? And then right. you're able to sway some other recruits that might be on the fence about what Oklahoma can do from a production standpoint and from a get me to the league standpoint. And that's why I wanted to pivot to this because we're talking about Williams, but but Williams is kind of a solo act. He's kind of an isolated event, meaning he's not going to necessarily be the charismatic guy that Rattler is and and get a bunch of kiddos in the boat. Right. To me say it's it's good to have him, but yeah, he's not going to do that. Right. To me say 
can do all of those things. And he can do it from the defensive line position, which is special because we don't and, really get to talk about defensive linemen leading in that way. And he can do it from a, from the fact that he has so many connections, not just in right. Texas, right. but now in Florida. Right, at IMG so Academy. There, yeah. and, and I have witnessed it. Mm -hmm. I have watched how many gravitate to this guy yesterday. Yesterday was his birthday, and he's out there doing stuff. And I talked to the strength and conditioning coach at IMG, and he said, look, we have to temper back his uh, intensity. He has to know when to turn it off. He doesn't know that you have to turn off this intensity when you get off the field because Tamishie, he has it. He has it all the time, 24-7. That's just who he is. And when you talk to him, you can see it. You can feel it. And he is. He's very, very intense, but he's a good kid. Kids gravitate to him because they know that he wants to be good. He dropped from 260 pounds. He's now down to 248. Mm -hmm. And he wants to play it. He wants to play it like 270 in college and stuff like that. But he, want, he wanted to get it down to a good weight because he felt like he was carrying some bad weight. So he dropped his weight. He came up, he came up to me. He, he gets done doing a drill, the, the, the pad drill yesterday, and, and working on his swim move and his hands and stuff. And he's walking back, and he goes, Hey, Drum, I need you to go on 247 and fix my weight to 248. You have me at 260 still. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. Like just randomly out of the blue. And so we, we start to talk after the the – the uh the event and i said well and i'm gonna write about this today on ou insider so uh everybody's gonna get to see and read it and hear it and all this stuff and i'll give more in depth on ou insider but this this right here was the best quote ever i said well oklahoma you moved to florida you're still visiting oklahoma march 26th or 28th and he goes and i had to recruit them to recruit me because they thought that when i moved to florida it was going to be one of those deals where I wanted to stay down there in the Southeast. I made it evident to them. I called them and told them, Hey, I'm interested in you. I love Oklahoma. There's a reason why I visited so much. Please keep recruiting me. And they have, and they've recruited him really, really hard. And now he's going to take this official unofficial visit and potentially an official visit after he's going to take three officials before August 1st and two after, even though he's going to announce on August 1st, he wants to take all five visits. So I'm Where gonna, Oklahoma lands and all that, I don't know. Well, two things in there, right? Uh, and and to me, say tweets, and he knows that we read his tweets, and a lot of it was um, Gators. I'm really enjoying it down here, right? And there's also mm -hmm. this aspect of you looked at his list of scheduled visits, which again he tweeted, which was very kind of him, and he's going to A&M for the red white game, right? Mm -hmm. Like he April 18th, he's going to be at Ampersand U, that and. Right, right, but they it's because they do family. The, okay, so they do family weekends at IMG to let the kids go back, and that's the family weekend that he has. It just landed on that, and since he's visiting Oklahoma, he he explained all of it to me. Okay, because I asked that, and he said, "Well, I'm spending the exact same amount of days, you know, and all of them are unofficial visits." He said because the spring game is closer for me because I'm from Houston to do. The college station thing. So kids it smart. just made sense if kids if smart. my kid if my yeah if my family can make it work to go to Norman in March and we can spread it out each month. That's what we're gonna do, and that's how he's doing it. And it, I mean, he's a smart kid. He figured it all out and all this stuff. And him and his dad sit down and he said they 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 lined everything out. And those were the five schools that he wanted to go to, and that's where they're gonna visit. And 
I will say those are probably the five schools are going to get official visits too, if I was going to guess. Oh yeah, and so, he, and he has it swayed on those things. Like when he made his list, yeah. it was his list, and the only thing that kind yep. that kind of surprised me, if anything, was him taking the officials during the summer, right? Because I know that mm-hmm. kiddos do it, right? And it's like June visits are a very big deal, and you schedule those months and months in advance. But I was surprised by that, knowing that his 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 announcement date is August one. So, but right. he, and he also is going to stick to that. Um, now I kind of I want to go from there into your news and notes from going to the camps and whatnot because the kid that I had been right. most interested in was Mario because Mario plays both way and plays two sports right. He helped lead Plant mm-hmm. City to its first state championship in the history of <laughs> of their program. Right. They're playing center field pitching. And batting, I think, 280. And he wants to play both. And now I get to mention with this, Dane Acker threw the first no-hitter in OU history since 1989, Correct. right? So Correct. did any of that come up? Does he still want to play both sports? What's he thinking? Okay, so when I talk to Mario, and I'm going to get to talk to him and his coach later on this week when we stop by Plant City. But um, basically with him, it was – Oklahoma, he was adamant about Oklahoma. He didn't really know that I was covering. He knew I was 247, but he didn't know that I was the OU 247 guy until later on. And he was talking to me about a couple of schools. And when he brought up Oklahoma, his eyes like lit up. And I I said, why are you smiling? He goes, I just love Coach Simmons. He's like a father to me, man. Like I go, really? And he goes, yeah, I get that guy will talk to me and my family every day. He makes us feel like we're a part of his family, and that's what was really important to my family. And I said, well, so you're going to take a visit? He goes, well, I was going to visit during the spring game, but Oklahoma wanted me to come to the spring game, but I want – because of baseball, I want to do and see what the atmosphere is like during the game. Uh, So I would bet that the Tennessee game, just throwing this out there, you're going to get to see a lot of big names that weekend in Norman. Um, and I would assume Mario Williams is going to be one of them. I would bet you that that weekend has several big names. Uh, and another guy, Chambre Jackson, who is a four-star defensive lineman from Orlando. And why is that important? And he tells me he's taking an official during the football season, likely the Tennessee game. Why is that important? His mom graduated from OU and ran track at Oklahoma and really wants him to go to OU. So uh, OU is lucky into some very coincidental things and <laughs> down here in the southeast that hasn't been the case the past couple of Either that or they haven't – how about that? They haven't, I guess, piggybacked on those coincidental things that – I don't know. I'm gonna, there's I'm been gonna, some times that there's been – I'm going to throw Kendall Dennis in this. Done. I'm going to throw Jaden Davis in this. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw like, – coincidentals and family members well no i don't i mean it feels like here of late we've had a couple of kiddos that have had family members they're getting lucky well you know and it and it's starting to show because you know like take one in for instance that oklahoma really wanted ends up going to texas right Mm -hmm. and look i get that the family dynamic is big and i get that legacies are tremendous but Getting a kid out of Florida just in general is a big deal to me because it 
right. produces the most well, they wood had chippers. Rogers from Amari Rogers from Dallas, and they had the dude's dad played on or grandpa played on the seventy four and seventy five national title teams, and he grew up a diehard OU fan. And OU somehow, some way, backed for some reason backed up on him, and he ends up at Florida. Okay, which is just ironic. So. I, so when we talk about battles that Oklahoma's lost for kids they want, how many kids are we talking about, do you think? No, I don't know. That's a good question. No, I ask because, you know, it feels like we end up coming up with this excuse that gets handed down to us about, yeah, we didn't really want that kid or we backed off, right? Or hmm. I'm going, wait a second, you guys wanted Alfred Collins, so don't tell me that. No, yeah, no, I would never believe that one. The Amari Rogers one I kind of believe just because of – I mean, he basically told me that Oklahoma hadn't been talking to him. No, and I no, and, and I'm I'm with that. I'm with that. I just it it popped in my head, and I thought I would I would pose it to you. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I never really have sit sit there and actually done the like wrote down the names that look this person they didn't back off of. They can right. say it all they want that they backed right. off of him, but then we know that's not right. true. Right. Uh, yeah, I've never sit there and thought about that. That's a good question. Like um, that's a good question. Like Marcel Brooks. Like. <laughs> Everybody wanted Marcel. Oh, no, they wanted him. Yeah. Because remember, he took an official visit, even though he was committed to LSU. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Marcel at the, the All-American game. He was he was actually catching a punt. And he turned around and handed me the ball. And I said, and we just started talking, like, because he was done with his little drill or whatnot. And I said, well, what about the, that OU visit? He said, look, man, I liked Oklahoma. He said, but my mama, like, uh, he said, my mama just didn't like it. He yep. goes, I'm an inner city kid, and we just didn't fit there. And I said, that, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. I mean, some some kids don't fit. Right. No, and, and some I, kids do. I mean, that's what I, people need to realize. Recruiting isn't it, – it's not as black and white as this team wins or that team wins or this coach is cool and that coach isn't. That's not how it is. There's a lot of dynamics that go into making these kids – fit into this school that's I, their decision for the next four years well i also think that it comes back to a, a, <laughs> a conversation about what who actually has control in these uh, situations because those rankings matter for that reason in particular like people right. are still pursuing zach evans even as we speak right with him mm-hmm. i think trending toward florida but i'm still gonna pick a&m just because i picked a&m even when he was signed with georgia but if he's not that highly recruited, you sure it's not Oklahoma. I mean, there's God. a rumor out there. Man, God, did, I, I, that look, made me so mad. I had to chase that. I was about to say, I, I flat out like I got DM'd about it a couple of times. I flat out just did not respond. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be over after here while you guys chase question, this ghost. After the fifth question and the third topic on our board, I figured I probably should go get at least get a quote. No, hey, 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 is. look, I understand that, and I appreciate you doing the diligence on and it. And it really made me mad I had to but, take the time to do that. <laughs> but, but the point being, right, if he's a three-star kid, he doesn't have this kind of sway, right? No. Whereas if you are a defensive tackle and you are a four-star, you probably have a little bit more sway than a wide receiver who might be a five-star, right, because positional value yes. in finding those kids. But also – there are kids that want to end up at a place where they frankly just don't want them or don't have any room. Like, for instance, getting to the bottom of the Darian Green-Warren situation last year, right, was and how he ended up at Michigan and not at Oklahoma, growing up an Oklahoma fan, wanting to be at Oklahoma, being committed to Oklahoma, you're going, oh, okay, so we understand who has leverage in this situation and who doesn't. And, I, and you know, I think that he's going to be an outstanding player for Michigan, and I can't wait to watch yes, him play he because he's he's just that good. Right, but I, I, I think at one point, it's maybe at some point during the summer, you and I need to just set aside half an hour to unpack 
leverage in recruiting because I think so many people think that it's all the kids making decisions. And not not really because even after they make a decision, they might get kicked out of the boat. Like when LSU was coming on strong and it was very they were very much looking like a team that's about to play for a national championship. The scuttle around the kids was they kept kicking kids out of the boat. Like Major Burns ends up at Georgia. He wanted to be at mm-hmm. LSU. You know, uh, it's it's those sorts of things. It's Dwight McGloin being so excited oh. to be an LSU commit because it wasn't always true, right? It wasn't always going to have an opportunity to do that. Yeah, no, well, uh, the, uh, the prime example in 2021, Jai Hall. Yeah. I, I talked to him in person yesterday, and he talks about how much he loves Oklahoma, how much CeeDee Lamb is a person he idolizes and wants to be like. That's why he loves Oklahoma. To him naming the top four two hours later and Oklahoma's not on it. Mm-hmm. So I text him, I said, Why why wasn't OU on it? I knew the reason why. And right. I knew that there's there's situations going on. and he kept saying in the interview, and again we'll have this on OU Insider, he kept saying, I have stuff I have to work on. And he kept saying, Coach Simmons says I have stuff I have to work on. Coach Riley says I have stuff I have to work on. Well, that stuff he has to work on is contingent on Oklahoma pushing for him. If Oklahoma pushes for a Jai Hall, a Jai Hall is probably going to end up at Oklahoma. But they're not pushing for him because he has some problems behind the scenes that are making it a, 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 an issue for him to get to be able to be to go Oklahoma. And some schools will take a chance on that. But at wide receiver, Oklahoma doesn't have to do that. Right. No matter how good the kid is, right, and that—that's one of those examples you're talking about. It doesn't work out for everybody because there are kids that get pushed out, and what, he's one of those kids. Unfortunately, that's like Oklahoma's. Like you know what? Would love to, but all those issues, we don't have to. We can go over here and get somebody similar. You know what I mean? So, it, it, the, it, the different schools have different places they can do that. DB LSU, they can do whatever they want at defensive back because right. they're going to get who they want at defensive back. Oklahoma can do it at wide receiver, quarterback, O-line, you know? That's just how it is. So, and I used to say running back, but we'll see if that ever happens again. That's what McClellan deal. Well, I think – go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're, I'm done. Okay. I was, I, was, I was just making a point. No, and I and I appreciate you making that point. That is OUN side-er, lead staff writer – Brandon Drum. Drum is going to be out and about all month because recruiting is well and truly this is March season, which I oh really God. love because we're, we're coming out of the dead period, so there's a lot more to talk I about. I have eight days in Oklahoma. I'll be spending eight days this month in Oklahoma. I'll be in Texas, uh-huh. Florida, Georgia, and D.C. the rest of the time. Right on. Uh, follow Brandon on the Twitters at BrandonDrum247. Uh, he's also just... I mean, he's, he lives on the board, guys. So if you're a VIP member, you already know this. If you're not and you want more of these news and tidbits and insider scoop, you need to get on board. OUinsider.com is the place to be. Brandon, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it.